LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB- KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Miren, miren! It's a pájaro. It's an avion. No! It's a man! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.mutinyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. 
but fortunately there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years... It's a Friday night. It's a little past 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! What am I dressed as? No one can figure it out. What am I? I am actually a cheerleader that was raped by the entire football team. This is the product of a gangbang. This is, uh, this, is a, this is a strange conglomerate. I basically have like a, a bloody... Um, uh, jellyfish hanging from my twat here. Uh, but I, I wanted to go with the old Shakespearean method, you know, like when they'd stab someone and then the ribbons would come out and it would be so gory. I was like, this is tape. <laughs> I used to be a costume designer in another life. Uh, actually, I put this I put this makeup on on my at the back patio of my favorite bar, Benders, up at 19th and South Venice. And these two girls are watching me and asking me questions about my life. And they're like, 
how are you so good at that making i'm like well i've had many black eyes in my life absolutely yeah just recently i got in a fight with the concrete I uh, I skateboard. It, this was actually really fun today, skateboarding here with like these streamers of bloody weirdness like hanging from my twat and my short little skirt. I shaved my legs for you guys, all right? Yeah, you're welcome. In, in 1904, you know, less than 115 years ago, women weren't even allowed to show their ankles. Now, like, I, I didn't shave a patch on my leg and I'm so embarrassed. Uh, what I'm saying is that the razor industry exists now, you guys. Couldn't show my ankles, and now if I don't shave my twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting human being. Thanks, razor industry. Well, no, like shave it to look like a smooth, lovely. I was just in Portland, and those bottomless strippers, I'm telling you, I didn't know that that's what vaginas looked like. Seriously, I mean, I guess I just haven't been up close and personal with a vagina in a while, but, uh, I, I was like, wow, and the bars, all the piercing things. I'm like, but you, they put bars across it, so it's like you can't get into it. It's like a cage on them. I don't understand. Uh, these aren't the jokes I wanted to warm up with tonight. I'm like, I, I, what's going on tonight? We're outside, we're inside. I'll do real jokes. I'm supposed to actually, I have a, some big shows coming up, and so I want to not suck my own balls off. Absolutely. Yeah, I met Cobbs on Sunday. It's a free show if you get your tickets on Eventbrite with hella funny, and I'm really excited. So I have to do real jokes, because if I went up on stage and rambled like this, I'd get booed off the stage. It would be embarrassing. Uh, I do get to wear a costume, though, and I'm going to be a runover Girl Scout, because I feel like that's a little bit less... It's, it's as gory, but less, it's a lot more happy, a lot less dark. That's what every time I tell people I'm, I'm a, a girl, a cheerleader who got raped by the football team, they go, oh, that's dark. I'm like, really? I think it's kind of fucking funny, actually. With enough ketamine, you never remember anything. Am I right? Yeah. So uh, I, I live in the Tenderloin. Does anybody else live in San Francisco? You all live in San Francisco. You all do. Uh, and I, I hang out with small children in my very shitty neighborhood. Does anybody ever hang, does you have to, who has to, like, you have to walk through the tenderloin and you get that great, like, smell of pee and it's just such a shitty neighborhood. So when I'm walking around with four-year-olds, we play this really fun game. It's called Man or Beast. Man or Beast, Man or Beast. I learned that uh, if it's up against a wall, it's always man. Physics, properties of physics. Thanks, four-year-olds. A dog, I mean, even if a dog like lifted his leg and tried to shit on a wall like that, I don't think that, I mean, I can't imagine that, that there's an explosive diarrhea problem with the dogs in the neighborhood. Does heroin give you explosive diarrhea? Zach? <laughs> Chris? We have some, we have some first-hand. This actually, you guys, this is the wrong show. This isn't Pam Jassy's Comedy Clubhouse. This is, a, this is an N.A. meeting. I'd like to invite you guys all to. Bunch of ketamine. Blood or corn syrup. Neither. This is, uh, this is actually lipstick that I've used to simulate blood. It's Halloween, you guys. Does anyone give a shit? Yay, we get to dress up like weird shit. I just really like any opportunity for me to wear my cheerleading costumes again. This is circa 1991, all right? This is... I wore this when I was 16 years old. 
I am 41 years old and I can still do this. I don't think I shaved enough to be able to do it really well, but do you see that? I'm fucking 41 and I can still wear cheerleading costumes. Thank you, boyfriend. That's why I love Halloween because I just get to break out these costumes again and be like, look at my ass. I'm a sexy cheerleader. Sexy dead cheerleader. Um, I'm such a sexy cheerleader that I was raped. This is a post-post-feminist Halloween costume, all right? I'm such a sexy cheerleader that I got gang raped by the football team. I think this is hilarious. I don't think that anybody else gets my sense of humor. I wasn't run over, I was raped. Oh, that's for the, che- that's the other outfit. I, and then I get hit by a car. I guess I, I guess I could have gotten hit by a car too. Just, it really, yeah, my vagina got run over. Well, it, it, it got run over by a train. It was a big, long train. Yeah, yay. Uh, I really used to be a cheerleader, you guys. It's absolutely true. Uh, I was a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. Yeah. No, I really was a cheerleader for Christ. Uh, I went to Christian school for like 17 years of my life, and uh, it was a horrible thing. For real. So um, I need your help. Give me a K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus. Yay. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay! Yay! We all get 12 mansions in heaven. Go Wolves. Uh, the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, unlike this secular outfit. Uh, and also, my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. So that's, yeah. There's a lot of butt sex in Christianity. I don't know if you guys knew about that. There is, yeah. Uh, Jesus had 12 disciples. What do you think they were doing the whole time? Like, what's going on? You're going to honk me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a clown? That's good. Uh, you guys, I actually love drinking alcohol. Does anybody else really, really enjoy drinking alcohol? I enjoy drinking alcohol so much that I have changed many, many things about my life to make alcohol a really big part of it. Uh, I woke up the other morning and I had terrible, terrible cramps. Uh, I was having my period. My, I felt like my uterus was falling out of my vagina. It hurt so badly. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, this is great. I'm not having a baby, yay, this is really great. But then it was actually, uh, the, the pain was because the Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Um, the whole Planned Parenthood thing is happening. The, the Republicans are running for office. They, they don't believe that I, as a 41-year-old woman, have the aptitude to make decisions over my own body. Uh, getting back to the part about loving to drink. I love drinking! Wow! I don't want to have any kids. I really, and I don't feel like anybody should ever tell me that I have to have a kid. Because if, if you take away my right to an abortion, then I'm going to need to get some new tools. I'm going to have to get a drill so that I can uh, put some holes in the trunk of my car so the baby can breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar. You know what I mean? I gotta, get, baby's gotta breathe. Mm. No, they do, it, it's really nice. You put the baby in the trunk, you don't need a babysitter, get snuggled up there with a nice like sleeping bag. It's safe, safe. 
Uh, and then the thing is, if you make me have a baby, that baby's going to be four and it's still going to be a runner. It, it's still, it's not going to be able to talk and it's just going to run away from everybody. Ah, you have to put it on a leash. It's going to be fucked up. And at six years old in, in, in its second year in kindergarten, because they've held it back or whatever, it's, it's still a biter. Like it's one of those kids that's biting all the other kids. And they're like, what is wrong with this kid? Uh, at eight years old, they call me into this uh, parent-teacher conference. <laughs> And uh, they sit me down all serious and say, wow, you know, your kid told us that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, you dumb bitch, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka. Like, what are you confused about? What's the problem here? And at 10 years old, kid starts finally smoking the doobies. I'm like, finally, we have something to talk about. I can feel like we're simpatico on something, right? And at 14, it, it starts doing ketamine, and I'm like, who's your dealer? This is gonna be fun. At 15, starts the cocaine, gets into the crack, finally at 17 years old, overdoses of a huge speedball, right? Just like heroin and speed meth, just terrible, terrible thing. And that's like the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It's a 17-year late-term abortion. I didn't, it was your choice, you guys, to put it through rehab four times. Your choice, taxpayers. Not mine. I didn't want the kid. All right. It looks like I have an abortion coming out of my legs right now. Yay! Let's get all these people in here and we'll sing the fucking song and we'll get this shindig rolling. Oh my God, who is... That's amazing. What is happening with that? Who is T-Rex? What the fuck is going on? That is an amazing outfit. All right. That is... T-Rex, you guys, a blow-up T-Rex outfit. I just, I am completely blown away at the, what you can buy at Target these days. How much did that cost at Target? Rich techie, you gonna ride around on a skate, electronic skateboard too? What is happening with this? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Chris Berlick, that is the most... If you don't get laid with that fucking costume on, man, there is no hope for you. Uh, let's sing the song. If you know how it goes, sing it with me. Comedy, clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. M U T I N Y comedy clubhouse. Do you want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Woo! Uh, we have a stellar, stellar show for you tonight. Uh, the way that Pam Jassy's Comedy Clubhouse works now is that uh, sets are a minimum of 10 minutes, but like everyone can go at least 15 at this point because, uh, yeah, why the fuck not? Uh, get, spread your wings and do your jokes. We're all here for you. Yeah! Woo! All right, uh, your, your first comedian... Uh, he's actually dressed up like your dad. <laughs> he's, he's your dad in 1968. <laughs> he's just gotten off of work. He wants his highball in his hand. He's going to slap a bitch if he doesn't get it, but he's, but he's going to smile about it. Come on. Uh, he's like the dad I always wanted. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Kevin Whittinghill. <laughs> Looking around the other costumes, and I thought, who else could be the old 1950s domestic violence guy? Apparently, that's me. It's also the costume I wore today at work. 
<laughs> at work. Yeah, in these pants, you see this? I didn't even just. Um, <laughs> you, you know, thank you, Joe, for standing up and checking out. They're light pink pants. Thank you. I appreciate that. They are. You don't see that? Oh, they may be khaki. Um, or tacky. We don't know. Oh, boy. They've got. So. And you're dressed up. You're like a bunny. You're, you don't even know what you are. You, okay, that's. Yeah, I figure you look like you always find stuff in your car. Essentially. <laughs> There's always shit in your car to find. Because you live in it, it looks like. <laughs> you it's, is it a Tercel? Yeah. There's clearly, clearly have things. Clearly. What is it? What, what, like, fill me in. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That is true. You look. Yeah, dude. If I, if I stab a woman, which I may, because Pam said I would, I want you to represent me. We're in. And Barry Lick, you got the dinosaur. Th Are you going somewhere else tonight? Are you sure about that? You are? Okay. And you got the Transformers Rex costume. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's nice. Inflatable. All right. Good. And Dwight, I'm glad you're dressed the same because I would always want to make sure I could identify you because you're someone who might kill somebody. So I, you can't be in disguise. I don't know. And then Dro is just, yeah, waking up. All right. That's good. And then, of course, we got the real cost. We got SpongeBob. And I don't know what you are. What character? Is Patrick? Okay. Okay. That's it. I... I am sorry. Well, next time your mom invites me over to crack crackers and juice, I'll watch the show. But <laughs> I'm, I'm dressed like I watch Masterpiece Theater on PBS, for Christ's sakes. When is, that, when is, when is SpongeBob coming on to Downton Abbey? <laughs> Mash is good. Dude, I did watch that as a kid. Wasn't my generation, but not that far removed. Uh... Match is good, and then and you're wait, you got something going on. Yes. Oh, you are. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I was going to say, hide in Ellis around 1 a.m. in the morning, but I guess Rachel does Lazelle's works too. Well, that's good. Tootsie, it's the same damn thing. Where's this? For Tootsie, yeah, you need blackface for Tootsie. A Dolezal, yeah. Well, you need, you need white face for Rachel Dolezal, actually. That's how that works. She's fully white. She's so white, she's turned black, I think, in her, in her embracement. And then you're just eating a burrito, so we won't even... Yeah, very good. And you look so enthusiastic. You have, like, an enthusiastic, like, Harry Potter boy face. And you have... Uh, yeah, exactly. Dress up. Are you going to dress up for anything? Okay, you are, are you? That's good, yeah. Like a child sex ring, is that what you're doing? Yeah, watch out. What's that? Are you are you really uh, who, me? I don't think so. Look at this. This is a. Uh, what are you talking to me? Oh, okay. Who, what's awesome, dude? Close the door. I'm trying to do comedy up here, and I can't. What's what's awesome? Jazzercise. Oh, really? That's pretty good. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, okay, move on. Yeah, I'm just fucking around. Um. Okay, let's talk about this. Uh, we'll do a little survey. Uh, I am dating. I am single. Uh, thank you. I know. Uh, and, you know, I'm dating women in San Francisco. I find they tend to be kinkier than other places. <laughs> yes, I think they're, they're kinky women in San Francisco. Uh, uh, what's, what'd you say? 
True. Okay. I thought you said intrinsic. Okay. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Congenital. Uh, <laughs> and so I was dating this one uh, girl, and she, she had this fetish, which was when we were having sex, she wanted me to stick my thumb up her butt. Kinky? Yeah. And I said, that's amazing, because my fetish was to thoroughly wash my fucking hands after having sex with her. Essentially. I mean, I, don't, I mean, uh, what am I, an ass puppeteer? I don't, I don't get that. You know, well, don't call me daddy. Call me Geppetto. I don't get this thing. You know, like, never when I'm having sex, like, this sex is so amazing, I just wish there was a place to put my thumb. <laughs> you know, it's like, that would make it perfect. Maybe where the poop comes out. Maybe that's where I'll stick it for the time being. I don't know. Am I, am I, am I square for that? SpongeBob, my square? <laughs> he does not even pay attention. We'll get him. We'll get you. I'll get you in the next round. <laughs> and then the other thing, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, well, that's his response for 90% of my set, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing she liked was, you know, having sex to have her head held underwater. Is that crazy? What do you think? Is that crazy? It's like synchronized swimming. Yeah, it's fucking, it's nuts. Yeah, then I realized, hey, I could do the dishes at the same time. That's convenient. It's erotic and hygienic, right? You don't, you're not in, you're not. How about this? How about the, the choking? That's, that's like popularity. That's like vanilla, right? Is it vanilla? She's nodding, so we have an answer there. It's vanilla choke. I just couldn't find, I've tried, I can't get like the right amount. You're like, what's the right amount of pressure to communicate, you're so special to me, I think you're the one. What is that right amount of pressure to do that? I don't understand. What is that right? You know, I just want like the right amount like where she introduces me to her dad. What is that amount? It doesn't remind me of father. You know, because if it's too soft, she says harder. If, if it's too hard, she says nothing because you fucking killed her. So it's like it's tough. I don't know. I just, you know, I just want to be the dude with the great forearm strength with the girl. Um, do you guys choke? Yeah, do you? <laughs> choke yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I, for dating women... In San Francisco and having sex with a woman in San Francisco, I would choke. That's just to feel, see if they have an Adam's apple. Because that's just San Francisco. You never fucking know. They could be choking me for crying. Like, th this is what I'm talking about. Clay, I have to make sure there's a throbbing Adam's apple ramming me in the ass. I have to watch out for that. So you got to choke first. It's just like it's pre preventative measures. It's like it's Obamacare. That's, you just got to choke. Um... How this? How I, you know, uh, recently at work, a couple months ago, I, this is true, I won a GoPro camera. Yeah, what? I'm the guy who needs it. I'm the guy who needs it. Uh, what's that? Oh, you'll buy that? I, I already gave it away. So, because uh, I, I didn't need it. I don't need, I don't, you know, like uh, riding the bicycle. So I don't need like hours of footage of me running stop signs. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's, I'm not like an extreme sports kind of guy, you know. It's like, and the, all the motorcyclists, the bicyclists, they all have, you know, these GoPro cameras, and it's recording all the time. Like, what do you do with all that footage? You know what I'm saying? Like, Clay, get it together. If you're wearing fucking high heels, get it together. Uh, what do you do with all that footage? Is what I, and I think, well, at least it gives you something to play at the funeral. You know, like, some of you may not know how Jim died. Click, that's how he died. That is exactly how he died. Doing what Jim loved best. Jumping off cliffs while wrestling tigers. He was an extreme sports guy. And if you're a family member, we have this footage in high definition as well. You're welcome to have it. Um, yeah, footage of death, essentially, is when that comes into handy if you're doing it all the time. 
Um, you guys have GoPro cameras? Nobody. I don't think. Yeah, it's crazy. I know you. Yeah. You, you, do you have a GoPro camera? I should. You should. You should. You should. You should. You're the only person in this room who should have it. I think. To be honest, you should get it. Get it tonight. Yeah. Get it tonight. Um, yeah. Take it out for Halloween. There you go. All right. See, we're making connections here. Trust this guy. This guy knows. He's got one in his car somewhere. Uh, clearly. <laughs> Tercel camera. Tercel camera. Bang, bang. Um, oh, you know, you know what I would use the GoPro camera for, though? I think it would be convenient. Going on dates. Because I need to analyze the footage why I'm failing so much. You know what I'm saying? It's like I need that footage. It's like you know, Monday morning quarterbacks. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now granted, it could go, if it goes great, I have the footage too. I can say, hey, Samantha, I had a great date last night, specifically between 8.52 and 9.06 p.m. You know, before I asked if you had any work done. That was an amazing part of the date. You know, then you could go on a second date, you know. If the first date went great, invite her back to your place. Watch footage from the first day. It's like this. Remember, this is where we started con to connect. This is great. You know, and have footage all throughout the dating process. Create a highlight reel. You know, you can play the best moments. Play them back in slow motion. You know, like, your hair looks beautiful tonight. The Slurpee is delicious. Pass the chicken McNuggets. This drive-thru is bullshit. All those romantic things that you do on a first date, anyway. GoPro camera stuff. Um, oh, I was, uh, you know, going on. I was, I guess I got a, <laughs> I got a, um, I got a new phone. I was at the Verizon store. Got a new phone. Talking to the Verizon uh, owner and, uh, uh, not owner. <laughs> I was talking to the CEO of Verizon. He was porting my number. <laughs> That's the Verizon store I go to, you poppers. <laughs> I go to his fucking home, actually. <laughs> He sucks my dick, and I get a new phone. Yeah, you see this? Exactly. That's how I get my Verizon. That's the plan I have. I don't know. Dwight, I've completely lost you. Do you have Verizon? You're not, he's not even here with us anymore. No, stay in your zone. I'm not pulling you out. I am not pulling you out of your zone. You stay there. Focus on the material you'll be doing later tonight. Yeah, focus on that. Folks, I know, I, you know, this guy, uh, he was recently mar married, like two months, you know, and he had a ring, big old ring. You know, he said, though, that women try harder when they see the ring. What do you think? Would you try harder? I mean, if you were single, you saw a dude married? Yes? No? You're just silent about all of this. Anybody? Try, no? He, I thought, well, you know, if, if the women don't respect the ring, you got to, like, you know, Make the ring, you know, stand out. If it's, you know, engrave it. You know, I recommend it for him putting, like, you know, very beautiful cursive letters, the word syphilis. That would do the trick, you know. And if she does dig you, then guess what? She has syphilis. So maybe, you know, she's the right one for you. Anyway, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. Uh, let's say I um, went to UC Santa Cruz. Thank you. Yeah, I am, yeah. And that's how you know your school's a stoner school. Their mascot's a fucking banana slug. That's pretty much it. It's like, you know, it's like a pothead spirit animal. It essentially is. You know, they fucking pray to it, for Christ's sakes. Pay attention, Joey. I'm kidding. Uh, do you? Are you after me? No, you're not. Chris Berlick is. You get all the time in the world. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I went to UCS. I majored in theater. 
I did, yeah. I, f I fond memories of my theater art days. I do. The classes, you know, we'd all get together. We'd stand in a circle, you know, as you do. Then we'd dig a hole and dump our student loans in there. It was awesome. It was fucking <laughs> worth it. It was worth it doing that. It was worth it. I did. And, I, you know, to make money uh, while I was in college, I was a children's entertainer. I was. The legal kind, too. Isn't that impressive? Uh, I was. Yeah, I'd go around. I'd be dressed up kind of like you guys were. I would. I dressed up like, yeah, that's what I would say when I went to the six-year-old's party. Who wants to fuck? <laughs> I am the pedophile uh, character. No, I uh, no, I dress up, you know, like as Barney, Spider-Man, Batman, basically any, you know, like character you loved as a kid. I'd come to your party and I would ruin it for you. You know, because like a six-year-old would be like, Mommy, Spider uh, Superman says he can't fly because he's a hangover. That's essentially what I'd be like, you know. Or I'd be Barney. Remember Barney? Yeah, I would dress, and that guy, that was tough, because I had the full costume, but I'd, you know, I'd go, hi there, kids, I'm Barney, the dinosaur. That's right, and the only thing going extinct at this party is my self-esteem. That's right, and I'd sing the song, and I'd kill myself. Uh, I would sometimes I'd dress up like as, uh, you know, it's like Batman or something, right? But then I'd do the party, and then afterward, the parents would invite me back for a drink. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm dressed as Batman. Because there's nothing more inspiring to a six-year-old than a shit-faced Batman, I think. You, know, you think you know Gotham? You don't know shit about Gotham. When I was nine, my parents were murdered. Happy birthday. You know, that's, it doesn't, doesn't work out that well. Uh, you're going to honk me soon. Okay, good to know. Uh, I... Um, yeah, so I did that. Hey, how about this? And, uh, you know, I went to UCS. He was a big stoner hippie school. You guys are all basically stoners, right? Everyone in here? 420? 420 in the house? Hell yeah. April 20th, Hitler's birthday. The best day ever. Can't, can't get more of that. I didn't even know he, until this year. This is, I, I learned this because I don't you know. That, you know, he, he was born on 420. You guys knew that already, right? I did not know that. I, you know, and I thought, well, was he a pothead? He was not. He was a meth addict. He was. He should have been a pothead. That would have changed history, you know? Like, the Jews, they're fine. They're fine. Why are you stressing out? It's a Twilight Zone marathon now. What's the problem? I'm working on my new book. It's called My Struggle. We're getting off this very comfortable couch. It's so large. I'm saying is genocidal maniacs should be too stoned to do anything. All right. I'll end it with that. Thank you, guys. Keep clapping for Kevin Winning Hill. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Tell them all to come in. My, um, I've got these weird little tendrils hanging from me, and it's, it's hard not to like play with them and comb them, but that's, that's got to be the weirdest thing. You're going to put your whole getup back on. You better. Are you, you're gonna, can you tell jokes with that thing on? Or is it just for comic effect? You just came both. Try. I'd like to see it, and I, if we could get video, that would make me happy too. My God, this is the most amazing costume I've ever seen. Uh, his jokes are definitely gonna match it. Hey, people, put your hands together. It's Chris Berelick. Are you wearing this tomorrow? Oh no. All right, give me a second to inflate this thing.
mate. This is as deep as my comedy has ever been. This is... Holy fuck. Okay, I, I actually kind of have a head here. All right. Okay. So, so what's a dinosaur's least favorite reindeer? Comet. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, uh, why am I in this fucking thing? <laughs> Pam, you said there's no way I can't get laid in this. <laughs> what is your stream of logic on that? <laughs> what woman is going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, the autistic in that thing. Oh, man. I bet he counted all my hairs from 20 feet away. How am I going to get laid at a party with this thing on? It just... I, who, who's in the T-Rex costume? I, I don't, what's he like on the inside? Um, oh God, I, the human me, the human me had, uh, I, I've got good news. I was, uh, I was cast in a porn movie recently. Um, I was cast in a porn movie, but the thing is, I don't think this porn movie is gonna make me a porn star. I think it's gonna make me a porn character actor because I read the script and in the script it has me, I, I go to the house of this extremely beautiful woman, I walk in the door, I walk past her, I sit down at this desk, I clear all of this malware off of her computer because dinosaurs know what malware is. And then as, as I walk out, I high five the good looking guy who's coming in to have sex with her. And uh, yeah, oh God. Is there anything you guys want me to do in this costume? Dinosaurs are now vegan and annoying. It's like the hazmat suits at the end of E.T. This is just what it feels like. Oh, fuck. All right. Hey, what's happening? The horrible truth. I am actually a man, sir. This thing hurts. Pam, I, I, I admire the effort, but none of us are comfortable around that costume. I just, wow. The only, the, the only costume that would have been more disturbing would be if you dressed as Kim Davis. Um, uh, yeah, just, oh. But, but with Kim Davis, the bruises would be more acceptable, oddly enough, so, yeah. Oh, fuck. So I'm single, and I'm wondering, like, why am I single? Why am I single, aside from being dressed in a dinosaur costume? Um, why am I single? And I think the best answer to that question is on my wrist, because I walk around with the 25th anniversary Space Invaders wristwatch, 
and this is the best contraceptive that money can buy. You know, it's like you walk into into a bar, you look around, there might be a bald guy with a Rolex. He's talking to a hot girl, might go home with that girl, might have sex with her. Girls see this, I can just hear their vaginas slam shut from across the room. It sounds like an old-timey bank vault. Uh, let's see. Um, where, where are your plans for Halloween, you guys? Like, where, where are you doing uh, tomorrow night? Uh, anything awesome? Show with you. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> but other people. <laughs> At your age, that's not creepy. How old are you? 22. All right, I, I can see that. That's that's pretty good. Um, I don't know what to say about that line of uh, line of thought. I was hanging out with uh, in a bar uh, the other night with my friends, you guys, and we were going around the table, we were drinking a bit, and the topic came up as to, hey, wh what would you guys do if you had a time machine? And each one of us was answering, and uh, one person was like, oh man, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd go forward today, I'd, I'd uh, get the Powerball numbers, I'd come back in time, I'd win the Powerball, I'd take care of myself and everyone I loved, I'd make sure they were okay. It's like, all right, good answer. The next person is kind of like, oh, I'd go back in time and I'd stop the Kennedy assassination and just make sure make sure history was okay. It's like, all right, that's cool. And then it got around to me and it's like, hey, Chris, what would you do if you had a time machine? And I was just like, I'd go back in time and I'd make absolutely sure that Adolf Hitler got into art school. Just no matter what, because apparently back in 1911, Clay, you've never looked more beautiful. That That's going to make my way into my masturbatory fantasies. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to see Clay just as a terrible 80s stereotype of a woman, you know, just the mid-stroke. It's Thank you. Um, no, so apparently Hitler was trying to get into the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts, and he was sending in all this terrible application artwork where it was like, draw a hand, draw a tree. He was sending in these screwed up hands and these upside down trees. And what I'd do is I'd go back in time and I'd send Hitler the most encouraging acceptance letters humanly possible. You know, where it'd just be like, Dear Mr. Hitler, thank you for applying to the Vienna Academy of, Arts, of Fine Arts where you've gotten in for free. We'll see you here this fall where you'll be matriculating. Everything is covered. In addition, you know, we were having, the, here at the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts, we'll keep away from boring things like politics and public speaking, which have no bearing in your life. Also, we were having a hard time drawing hands and trees here at the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts, but we think you found the final solution as to how to draw hands and trees. We hope to see you here in the fall. Sincerely, Rabbi Dean Hershkovitz, your very Jewish dean of admissions. And then I'd send him six million copies of that letter. Um, uh, sir, I've won them over, but I can't win you over. You, you just look dignified. You, you, you look like a hero on an 80s cop drama. I, I don't know. Just, you, 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 look like, you look like you should be uh, taking down drug dealers in a cigarette boat. I, I don't know what it is. Um... I I was on a weird date the other night the other night I, I can't talk uh you guys and it was just like um you know we 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 met on Tinder not to brag um 
we met on Tinder and we go out, we get dinner, but we're not getting along crazy well. You know, it's a little awkward. We're not really clicking as well as we could be. And I'm like, okay, you know, so I pick up the tab for dinner. And as I look over the bill for dinner, I realize that the bill for dinner is pretty much identical to the parking ticket I just gotten the other day. And I, I just thought, and you know, if I hadn't gone out with her, man, I could have parked anywhere. It would, would have been, uh, would have been great. <laughs> could have parked on an orphan and gotten away with it, you know. Um, I, I, I've got some good news, the, uh, you guys. Um, I got to uh, make out with a girl recently. <laughs> Was wearing this costume. Um, there's no room for attraction in this. It's, it's just, I, I'm just this terrifying, clumsy obstacle in this. It, all this costume does is enhance my natural autism. Um, that's that's all it does. Um, no, I, I went to a party and we, you know, I got talking with this girl and we started making out and we got to that great, cool, intimate moment where you're running your hand through someone's hair and... It's very soft. <laughs> um, and that was the moment where my hand hit this black surgical implant that allowed her to hear. And in the back of my mind, I was wondering, like, what do I make of this? What do I take away from this? How do I feel about this? And another primary brain was just saying, like, made out with a cyborg. Oh, yes. Oh, God, if I could high five my nine-year-old self, I would. We did it, buddy. Yeah. Kick that off the bucket list. Next on the attainable life goals, blowjob on the moon. <laughs> I was, um, uh, I've been thinking about this, you know, I, I've been thinking about just, you know, all my friends who, who are in deep, like wonderful, committed relationships, fuck them. Um, and they're like in deep, live together relationships. And whenever they post on Facebook, like, hey, we're moving, we found a better place, can we, can, can you come by? Can someone come and help us? You know, can you, you help us move on Saturday? That's where I sign up and I offer to help them move and I show up, I, I help you pack this stuff up, I help you load the van, I help you drive the van, I help you unpack the van uh, when you get to the new house. And at the end of the day, you know, after like seven or eight hours of work, my friends are like, hey Chris, thanks for the help. Like, is there is there anything we can do? Like, how can we, we repay you? Can we give you like some beer money or gas money or something? That's where I look them dead in the eye and I say no, but the next time you guys have sex with each other, I want you to call each other Chris Barrelick as you have sex with each other. And I think it's going well. Oh yeah, when I have sex with you, I pretend that you're Chris Barrelick sometimes. I know you do. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, 
God. Oh, oh. Okay, say Chris Barrick again. My name's Chris Barrick. All right. Is that my time? All right. Thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for putting up with me. All right. Take it, Pam. Keep it going for Chris Berlick. He is a T-Rex. He is beloved by many different people sexually. That's good stuff. Our next comedian's actually out outside the door. Uh, it's you, Dro. Yeah, you're gonna have to put that thing out and uh, sweet. Hey, everybody. We have. It's so funny. We have a weird osmosis. We have the same exact number of people outside as we do inside. It's like a permeable layer. Like if you ever took science or something, you still it's still lit, sweetheart. Behind your ear, your your face is burning. You're burning. He's on fire like his jokes, you guys. Uh, clap wildly for the very, very funny. Dro knows, yeah! Well, thank you guys. I see every single day. I fucking love these guys. I, I, you guys are my favorite people. It's fucking amazing. Ken, how you doing, man? He didn't dress up for Halloween? You don't got a costume? What do you got? What are you gonna be? Let's just let's get into it, man. Let's let's, let's fucking learn each other. Let's know each other. We got ten minutes of this. <laughs> what are you gonna dress up as, dude? <laughs> All the natives already left, dude. <laughs> you know it's gonna scare them if the Mexicans came back, dude. If I could try to reclaim these these taco stands, dude. I don't know. Chris Berlick. I saw Chris Berlick do the most badass thing I've ever seen in my life. Or they ever, the most badass thing I think he's ever done. He was outside wearing his costume, and these little kids just started making fun of him. And then he just chased them down the street, dude. <laughs> and they just kept running. That was, that was the greatest, like, use of adulthood I've ever seen in my life, man. It's fucking like Revenge of the Nerds, man. Those fucking, fucking kids. I would think they are. Where are their parents at? It's a dangerous neighborhood. It was a dangerous neighborhood. I don't know. Sup? Morrissey lookalike contest. I love it, man. I feel like you, I feel like you look like a, like a quiet dude that... It's up to no good or something. I don't know, man. Like you're hiding something, man. I don't know what it is. What's up, man? What was that? I'm just hiding it, man. I'm about them Raiders, dude. I'm doing it, huh? Dude, I've just spent like my last five years living in San Francisco where just Niner fans just made fun of me for liking the Raiders and it was just terrible. But now that the tables have turned, it's a fucking awesome, man. I, I love it, man. Nothing brings more tears of joy to my eyes than tears of disappointment to the people that live in San Francisco. I don't know. I am just a, I am just a hater, dude. <laughs> What's happening, dude? Ed, Ed, right? I'm learning names, dude. It's cracking. What you juggling, dude? Am I <laughs> An apple? That's oh, cool, man. That's classy. I don't know. I guess I could try to tell a joke. You guys got girlfriends? Well, yeah, I guess that's why we're all here. We got no girlfriends. I got a girlfriend, though. She just doesn't want to be here with me. <laughs> she sends me some weird texts, sir. Just weird. They're weird for me. I'm, used to, I'm not used to having a girlfriend. I don't know how to respond to some of these things, like... She wrote to me, I love, and the n letter U, you know? Super creative response. I didn't know what to do. 
right on the spot, I just put, I love the letter U and the number two. Yeah, now she thinks I love her. But really, I just love that sweet-ass music from Bono and The Edge, man. That is some good shit. Her, I could pretty much live with or without. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's the first time I was happy my mom played those fucking Joshua Tree albums. <laughs> wow. It's for you, mom, wherever you're at. She's probably at home chilling. <laughs> she thinks I'm doing big stuff, man. <laughs> she genuinely thinks I'm doing great because she sees flyers with my name on it, but... <laughs> She doesn't know that I'm at a cafe with like six people and stuff. <laughs> That's comedy. You know, as comedians, man, isn't it kind of hard to feel like an adult? Because like everybody we hang out with always wears backpacks and shit. Like, you know, it's like, oh, what do you need a backpack for? Like, how many terrible jokes are you writing, dude? Like, <laughs> they all got backpacks. I don't know why. You can't even get into bars with backpacks sometimes. I don't know. What's your name, dude, with the stripes? Uh, Mark. Mark, are you a comedian, too? Yeah. Yeah? What's happening, Mark? How's comedy treating you? Um, actually, I Eat it, man. <laughs> City next to some fruit. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from, Mark? Uh, well, I'm from Emeryville. Well, you're, you're born and raised. You're an Emeryville guy, too? <laughs> well, I've heard I live by something. <laughs> I think it has a BART station. I don't know. It doesn't, does it? No. Because <laughs> nobody's trying to go to Emeryville. What's in Emeryville? Rooster Tea Feathers? Is that there? Not even Rooster Tea Feathers, man. Pixar? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Emeryville. That's what's cracking. I grew up on like a cartoon called The Magic School Bus, man. Fuck yeah, I used to have like sexual fantasies with Miss Frizzle, you know? <laughs> Fucking, a she, I assumed she was a freak, man. Just always trying to take chances, make mistakes. The woman liked to get messy, you know? She had a pet lizard. I just like thought of all the sexy romantic spots we could be doing it on that magic school bus. Like under the deep blue sea or the rings of Saturn, maybe like the reproductive organs of a young female, you know? Somewhere, somewhere nice and hot, you know? And I just picture us doing it in the back seat all the time. <laughs> and then in would come in Arnold picking out, like, checking out through the window, you know? Just all creepy, jacking off. He's like, oh, I should have gone to school today. <laughs> so me coming on the magic school bus. Fucking ruining your car the childhood cartoons, man. San Francisco. Fo is that a 49ers? Are you from here, sir? Yes. Love it. Yes. You, you hate people from Los Angeles? Sometimes I feel like when I'm from Los Angeles and like as soon as I came here, <laughs> people let me know how much they hated me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I honestly, I really, really thought I was going to be popular, <laughs> like at parties and stuff, telling people like stories about how I ran into Mario Lopez at a hometown buffet. But no, <laughs> no, <laughs> they did not open me with <laughs> open arms. I, I don't even know how to do phrases anymore, guys. You know what I did, sir? I walked into a bar wearing a Dodgers hat. You know? Typical. Rock this, not this, <laughs> not this bar. I walked into a bar in the mission, but I was wearing, whoo, what's happening? I don't know. So anyway, I walk into this bar wearing this Dodgers hat, man, and I bought myself a drink. And I don't know where this guy just bumped into me and spilled my beer all over me. And he's like, Dodgers suck, bro. 
Then everybody at that bar just started laughing at me. People started giving that guy high fives, encouraging his behavior. The bartenders just started ringing a bell. And, like, I didn't know what to do, sir, but I wasn't going to sit there and take it like some bitch. So I walked up to this guy, and I shoved him in front of everybody, and I was like, hey, motherfucker, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, then everybody at that bar immediately stopped laughing at me. That guy that spilled my beer on me, he apologized to me. He even bought me another beer. And then he sucked my dick. I fucking love this town. I love this town. I really do. Like, I really thought, like, the streets were paved with gold. <laughs> then I got closer and it was just urine from all the homeless people. <laughs> so I had to walk around it because I had new shoes, guys. <laughs> Fucking, this city's dope, man. This is like a artist come here, right? Fucking artist, man. Like, if you can make it in San Francisco, you're probably going to have to make it somewhere else, too. <laughs> like, this is dope. <laughs> this is sad. I'm still here. <laughs> Where you from, Ken? Illinois. Illinois. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a cool-ass answer. If I knew a little bit more about Illinois, I'd ask you a deeper question. A follow-up, but I don't got one. I don't know. Let's talk to you about my life. <laughs> hey, the party's back. How you doing, ma'am? What are you sipping on? Stop. 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 <laughs> Stop. <laughs> A cool, a cool, uh, cool response for an honest question. I like that. <laughs> no, but really, what are you drinking? <laughs> All right, some fancy shit. <laughs> I like stop drinking all of October, guys. All of October, I stop drinking. I get a drink tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm, you know, I had to stop drinking, dude. I, I was that guy that I was just passed out with his shoes on, and it was like terrible because my friends would just draw dicks all over my face. I'd wake up with dicks all over my face. That's not cool. That's not creative. So whenever they passed out around me, I just drew faces all over the dicks. You know? Because I'm artsy as fuck. <laughs> What's happening, sir? I don't know. Oh, man. San Francisco had changed, man. It was, it was crawling with Latinas up and down this block. And I missed them. I used to think it was sexy whenever one of them called me papi. Just hated it when their kids did it. It was fucking annoying. You know? <laughs> I couldn't stand it. <laughs> you single, sir? Yeah. What do you do, man? How do you meet women? Well, um, I, I teach high school. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's how you meet women. <laughs> you got your credentials. You took four years of college. <laughs> and then substituted your way <laughs> to become a teacher. <laughs> How's that going for you, dude? <laughs> Is it working out? Did it work out like you planned? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know what else let me down, guys? I found out that Jared from Subway was a child molester. <laughs> that really got to me. 2015 was the year all my heroes were just discovered to be jerks. Bill Cosby was a rapist. Donald Trump was a racist, and fucking Jared from Subway was a child molester, dude. And people were surprised, but it was like, his name is Jared Foggle, dude. That sounds like a child molesting name. That sounds like what you would call child molesting. Like, I foggled those kids, you know? That's like, it's like if Bob, it sounds like if Bo Diddley was a diddler, dude. Like, we should have known, man. 
Ah, 2015, dude. Destroyed. You guys drive or you guys walk all over town? <laughs> Skateboard. Bikes. Bikes. <laughs> Nobody said rollerblades. You'd picture there'd be more rollerbladers in San Francisco, but no. <laughs> I drove here, guys, and I, you know, I can't. It's like a tough area to find parking, you know? I had to, like, drive around the block a few times, and then I finally saw somebody pulling out of their spot. So I put my blinker on, and as that car pulled out, another car just cut me off and took my spot. And I just started losing it, man. I had all this inner barrio rage that I'd just been repressing for years, finally let it out. Like, I, st I got out of my car, man. I started honking my horn, started waving the middle fingers, like, I'll get the fuck out your car, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kill you. Then I was just hoping, you know, in the back of my head that it wasn't a big, strong, muscular man behind the wheel of that Jetta, you know. And that door opens up, and it was just this tiny, old, innocent Asian lady just scared out of her mind, dude. Like, thought she was about to get killed. And she's like, I'm sorry, mister. I didn't, I didn't see your blinker there. And she got back in her car, pulled out, and left. And I felt like a monster, man. But then I was like, that's right, bitch. I still got it. I still got a little bit of thug left in me, sir. They haven't gentrified my soul yet. Maybe they should. I need to get a job. <laughs> oh, man, I, I got a job. <laughs> I work at a restaurant. I got a restaurant, man, and it's like, yeah, it's cool. I, I like saying no to rich people, man. That's like my favorite thing. Like, like they'll try to order a BLT when we don't have it on the menu, but they'll be like, you guys have bread? You guys have lettuce? You guys got tomato? You guys got bacon? Why can't you make me a BLT? I'm like, dude. It's not on the menu. I can't make it for you. He's like, I will pay you for it. It's like, sir, if Mick Jagger can't always get what he wants, what makes you think you can, sir? <laughs> now, please get out of this McDonald's, sir. <laughs> I don't work at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, life. <laughs> Just throwing lemons at me all the time. <laughs> I grew up in an all-Mexican neighborhood where pretty much every time somebody died, we just lit a bunch of candles and we wore t-shirts with their face on it. <laughs> but I worked at this bookstore called Borders and people would always find it ironic because I was Mexican. And I, <laughs> I fucking hated that, dude. I hated it, but I hated it more when people would come up to me and ask me ridiculously stupid questions. Like I had a lady who would always ask me if I could help her find the nonfiction section. I'd point to the corner, I'd be like, that is fiction, just stay the fuck away from there and you'll be good. <laughs> That's one of my clean jokes, man. <laughs> just dirty it up a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> that noise brings a lot of like memories of like, dudes selling me ice cream at the park. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like girls with small breasts, guys. That's what I'm into. Small-breasted women. Give it up for the A's. Yeah. The A's and the B's, man. Or, or as I like to call them, the honor roll titties. <laughs> titties going to college. <laughs> I don't know. That was a gross joke. Why would, you know, I wanted to end with the banger, and I did that one. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. All right, I'll just tell you this last one. I, I heard the greatest pickup line I've ever heard in my life the other day. Just walking down the street, this guy was like, hey, man, let me suck your dick, and I'll make you forget about your girlfriend. 
I was like, first of all, that is one hell of a sales pitch you got there. Second of all, I don't even have a girlfriend. But if you can make me forget about my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> I will let you suck my dick, because I'm tired. I'm having to spend my nights like Macaulay Culkin on Christmas, just home alone and trying to keep dudes out of my house. <laughs> my name is Drew. I'll see you. Keep it going for Dro Nose. Yay! Trying to keep dudes out of his house. We're trying to get dudes inside the house. Hey, everybody, come on inside. Honestly, you should come on in because your next comedian, he's also outside. He's, um, he's dressed. He is, he is wearing, I, I wonder, I think he might have spent $17.95 at Target. I think that's what happened. Your, your girlfriend's outfit is like totally all quaffed and cute. And, the, and you're like, I'm wearing a piece of polyester. Uh, come on in, everybody. Come on in. Even, even Andrew Rubats. I'm seeing, well, no, someone actually funny is going up. Someone I, I'm so glad I see her. No. And he's going to do like 20 minutes for you guys. This is a treat, you guys. You don't even realize because he's going to be famous way before the rest of us. Uh, and he's, he's wearing a hat. Honestly, yesterday when I saw you without your hat, it was one of the freakiest moments of my life. I was like, who is that guy and what is going on with his hair? It, uh, it did. It scared me to my core. It was the spookiest part of my Thursday. Anyways, our next comedian, he's always wearing his hat. But it was nice to see him. Like, he didn't look like a bro. He looked like just a regular guy from San Diego. I don't know. Uh, his jokes are amazing, you guys. He's a great, great writer and an incredibly funny person. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. All right. This is week 35 of me dispelling the myth that I'm from San Diego. Not from San Diego. Not from San Diego. I grew up here. South Bay. Too far south for you guys. I get it. I get it. It's different down there. We listen to white people reggae. <laughs> it's different. I love that shit. I know people don't respect the genre, but I like it. Fuck you guys. Um, it's going to be a weird. I'm doing 20 minutes. Let's fucking go. You are terrifying with the light on you. That scares me. Holy shit. It looks like someone just beat the shit out of you. It really does. And the premise of your costume is like four times scarier than the reality. So there it is. But me, no, I'm very accessible. Look at me, I'm fucking SpongeBob. How about that? How about that? This is proof that one comedian in the scene can be like kind of a happy person. That's what, that's what it is. <laughs> Fuck you guys, you're sad. Um, I, you are, I don't care. I'm drinking now, I'll tell you, I don't care. Get your shit together. Go to a gym, you fucking bitches. I'm sick of your bullshit. I listen to you guys fucking whine about shit. 10 times a week, maybe get your shit together. We're all gonna fucking die, all right? Figure it out. Stop being a bitch. You guys fucking suck, I'm sick of you. How about that? Keeping it real, I don't fucking care. Yeah! Radio listeners, take notes, all right? Get your shit together. Call your mom, call your mom. Tell her I love you, all right? That'll feel good, it will. Feels good. This is kind of a sexual costume. I didn't think it would be. And then I have these fucking boobs up here. I like it though, you know? I feel like 
I feel like Caitlyn Jenner because I got these boobs and then I have this. You know what I mean? I've got the whole, this is the most San Francisco costume in the world. I got everything. And you can't get mad at me because I have both. You know what I mean? If I, only, if I only have a dick, oh, I'm an asshole. But if I have tits and a dick, it's like, don't talk shit to him. He can say whatever he wants. He can run over someone in his fucking car. All right? No one's going to say shit because he's got tits and a dick. Don't fuck with him. He's untouchable, all right? Because he's weird and different. Fuck you guys. Uh, I'm sick of your bullshit. That's going to be the name of this set. Uh, it's called I'm a Little Drunk. So, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, guys, my girlfriend's here. How about that? There it is. It's amazing. We've been together for almost four years. So you're going to hear me say that for a year because it's actually three years, but I'm saying four because I want to work this joke out, and it might require 12 months. <laughs> Behind the scenes right here. Uh, we've been together for almost four years. I'm actually pretty impressed with that. I think it's an accomplishment because I feel like as a young, single Man, if I've been monogamous for four years, I deserve a degree. I feel like that's what I've earned with that. It's this weird kind of monogamy degree where I've basically spent four years learning one sexual skill that will not help me in the real world. <laughs> you know, that's how degrees work. If she dumped me right now, no one would be like, oh my God, you found one clitoris in four years. Take me, Mandingo, take me now. Um, doesn't it is it's like it's kind of like a little like vagina university you know what i mean because like it's going to take you four years it's going to cost you a little bit of money and uh if you're an athlete you can cheat your way straight through that's the, that's the beautiful thing plus if you got yours online i just don't respect it you know what i mean like <laughs> Sorry if you went to DeVry or fucking eHarmony or whatever. I just don't respect it. That's just, that's, I don't, I don't fucking care. Has anyone actually, has it, did anyone here go, what's up, Chris? How you doing? Wearing the same uh, entire outfit as last night. Love that. That's comedy. That's rock star shit. That is a great cardigan, though. Why are you embarrassed? It's a, it's a good, it's worth, yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. Uh, what was, oh, did anyone go to DeVry? You wouldn't admit it. Yeah, I get it. Phoenix, any online school? No, okay. I'm not really embarrassed. I know you're not. You, how could you be embarrassed in a beautiful yellow cardigan with a golfer on it? All right, that's, that's my dream. Uh, did anyone, did anyone meet someone online? No? Dro. It's cracking. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm just I'm trying to like pull some crowd work out right now. It's not working. That's again behind the scenes. This is backdoor comedy. You're seeing the real shit. I don't want to tell you guys my jokes. Half of you guys know this shit. All right, I don't trust you. Where'd you get those ears? You found them in your car, huh? But where'd you originally get them? Uh, lady left them over. Is it true in your car? <laughs> what are you in high school, dude? You fucking say, oh wait, you're a teacher, aren't you? You fucking whore. What? Four-year-old, she was like, okay, that's dark. I'm not going to go there. So a chick left ears in your car at your house, and then you put them in your car, and then you forgot they were in your car, and then you put them on now. 
Likely story. What's happening, Leo? How you doing? Where'd you get that leather jacket? Where'd you get that leather jacket? From what? Breeze? Oh, the cat. Okay, Leo, look, I'll tell the jokes here. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Jesus. Okay, we can't have this two ways. This is a one-way street. I'm asking, I'm asking for ammunition. I'll shoot the, I'll shoot the gun, okay? Because I don't want to fucking tell jokes, uh, but I will. I'll do it. I promise. Um, I will say I'm actually not that impressed with my ability to be monogamous because I'll, I'll actually go out to bars and what I actually realize is that most people fucking suck. You know, it actually helps you. It's quite easy. I met a girl the other night I was at a bar. I was talking to her. I was like, you know, what, what do you do for a living? And she's like, oh, I'm just on a reality show. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, how do you even get that job? And she's like, oh, I'm just sassy and promiscuous. <laughs> I was like, that's a job call? I'm, I'm distracted. I can't do it. What the fuck? How am I supposed to do? Oh! It's Kevin Whittinghill! Holy shit! He is literally a dinosaur. A dinosaur in a tweed coat. Like, what the fuck is that? Kevin's like, oh, great oil. My stocks are going up. I love that. I, uh, I own... <laughs> I own Exxon Mobil and Halliburton, okay? I love <laughs> I love Dick Cheney. I'm again. Ooh, all right. What's your name? Latoya, love that. What's your name? Mark. Mark classic. Like you look like a Mark. <laughs> just you're just right down the pipe. You're like I, I don't mean to talk, I mean, you're just, you're just perfect. You're just like the average, like, you're like an avatar. You're like classic white dude, haircut, perfect t-shirt, your name's Mark. I love that. What's your name? Tom. Tom, fucking Mark and Tom. That's a morning radio show if I ever heard of one. <laughs> Mark and Tom. Fucking love that. What's up? What are you going to be for Halloween? No, you. Right there. <laughs> That's going to be a really big push. <laughs> You're going to need to put a lot of work into that costume. Uh, Mark, what are you being for Halloween? <laughs> also, also perfect. That's <laughs> also, also perfect. Mark with the whistle. Of course, you're like, ah, you know, I'm not really good at the game, but I like to make the rules. You know, that's a very Mark thing to do. Tom, what do you got going for Halloween? Do you guys know each other? Okay, okay. Are you going to the same party? Or are you doing riff time on me? Don't do bits. Don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do bits on me. For Seth Blatter's a great costume. Listen to that. That's a phenomenal. What are you being for Halloween? I like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It will be. The great is so is she gonna be Fidel Castro and you're just gonna fuck her? <laughs> In Fidel Castro for the uh, people at home. Thank you. That's very good. That's very good. Rahul. Oh, I like that. 
Uh, Ed, what are you going to be? What? He's, yeah, he's wearing it tonight. I like it. I like it. Ed, voice of God, Ant. You're actually... You know, I, we'll see. We'll see what happens with your comedy career. But when they make Field of Dreams too, that, that's that is gonna be you. Clay, are you gonna be Rachel again? Thumbs up. All right, I like that. Don't uh, give me any verbal communication. I told you guys I'm not fucking doing material. So we got like 12 more minutes about. So we're gonna need nine and a half. Nine and a half of fodder. Leo, what do you got? What? The fodder is my no. Oh yeah, I know. It looks like a dick. Yeah, and I. It's uh. It is. It is weird that this was like a children's thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Kevin, you uh, exited the T-Rex. What are you gonna be for Halloween? Also, a costume you wear 365 days a year. Congratulations. Yeah, is that what are you gonna do though? Oh, that's uh, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm, <laughs> I don't, I don't Leo. I, <laughs> Kevin, I never know if your laugh is real or fake. You know, it's always like yeah. I don't I fucking Gavin Weddingell. <laughs> I'm here. I'm wearing tweed. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the shit show. What's your name? Jess. Jess. Has anyone started a show called the shit? Okay, that's mine. You can't use it. <laughs> Jess, uh, what are you going to be for Halloween? Miss Piggy. You said that like it was a question. Do you still have to get your costume? Oh, okay, so you're not sure yet. Do you need help? You're sure you're going to be Miss Piggy then? You're set? Not from SpongeBob. What does that mean? SpongeBob's a wholesome character with a, with a dick-looking nose. He's a... Yeah, he lives in a pineapple. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Leo, we never got back to you. So what exactly are you going to be? Who the fuck is that? Is John Holmes a porn star? Is that what you... Hey, by the way, Leo, most people don't watch that much porn. You know what I like? Do you think people are going to get that? <laughs> She's like, yes. She's like, I'm going as Mrs. Piggy, but you can call me Mrs. Pork. You know, I, that, that's fine. Um, this is good. John Holmes, what, what, so what are you going to wear? Are you going to strap something on or what? Is that it? No, my own. <laughs> Leo, uh, is John Holmes Asian? Okay, your costume's not enough then. Okay, the cucumber's not gonna do it. You need more than that. What does he look like? Who cares what he looks like? Like everyone. He's a seven. Yeah, all of us care, Leo. It's a costume. Mustache, look, we're just throwing things out. So you're just gonna be generic porn star. Are there any, like, are there any penis? I like that. Welcome to the disaster. My name's Joey. Uh, are, there, are there any famous male Asian porn stars? 
Are there? Does anyone, can anyone name one? See, I know. Okay, this isn't supposed to be come up with a racist Asian name game. That's not what this is. All right, this isn't just have chow fun with this. All right, this isn't. That was incredibly unconvincing. Hung Wayla. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, no, all right, all right, that. Good, racist Asian porn name pun. Comedy career about to explode. Perfect, perfect. My point is, Leo, there's a fucking chance, all right? You could be the guy. You're wearing leather tonight, you're ready to sling dick, you talk about it, I think it's fucking time. Who wants to fuck Leo? Who's ready to do it? I'll film, I have an iPhone 6. Okay, guy, okay, I guess it's gonna be guy on guy. I'm sorry, Leo, this is how I expected your career to turn out, but this is what happened. This is just what happened, all right? This is Mutiny Radio. Things get weird. That should be your new slogan. Should be your new slogan. This is Mutiny Radio. Shit gets weird, all right? If your host is dressed as a cheerleader who got raped as a football team, yes! Oh, fuck! I didn't even see that! The amount of uh, work that went into that. Fuck! Holy shit! Fuck! The worst part is you know the football team's running free tonight. That's the real tragedy of the situation. If we want to get social commentary working here tonight. I figured, yeah, I'll just bring all my smart bits to mutiny tonight. This is the night to do it. I'll just do all my meta shit. This is, this is good. Yeah. SpongeBob's up here. Hide your cake. He can absorb it. Did you hear that? That's really nice. That's, that's going to beat anything I've got. That's very well done. Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob, I'm wet. That's, that's, yeah, I don't, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I like this. This is Halloween. This is a good Halloween show. I feel like I ought to be the only one dressed as a children's character here tonight. I can talk to the, fuck, Pam, I can't even look at you. God damn it. It's a disaster. Everywhere I look. This would be the scariest place to be on mushrooms right now. There's all these fucking, like, faces. You've got blood coming out of that. There's a face here. What the fuck? This place is just designed to be the worst trip ever. That's what Mutiny Radio is. And the thing is, it's designed by people who were all having the worst trip ever while they painted this shit. That is what this place is. It's a psychedelic nightmare. Yeah, exactly. By the way... Everyone who's not used to this, not a Halloween decoration, okay? Every month of the year is this weird, broken nightmare before Christmas fucking skeleton aquarium. What is this shit? It's a possum undertaker. That explains it. Perfect. Now I get it. Look, not all of us do fucking heroin, okay? Make it relatable. Jesus Christ. How much time do I have left? 
three minutes. Perfect. It's exactly. It's time to tell you guys what I think about life. Uh, don't have it, Kevin. I will say, dis- <laughs> despite. <laughs> Yeah, despite all the fucked up artwork in this room, Kevin is still standing behind a picture of a sailboat. <laughs> that is the most perfect thing in the world. Yeah, he's strategic. Kevin, if we do have multiple lives, Kevin wasn't British colonialist. You know what I mean? Like, it's perfect. He was, yeah, he, <laughs> please donate to keep our door open, okay? <laughs> Oh, this is great. Guys, uh, you have been so awesome. I think that's all I've got for you. Uh, This has been weird, but you're great. I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much. Joey Avery, everyone. Yes. SpongeBob SquarePants here on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, Our next comedian is all the way from L.A., and uh, is he is he inside? Where is he hiding? There he is. Put on that weird yellow sweatshirt thing. Uh, hey, he left us for LA to go be famous, and he's back. Uh, he's my my favorite freaky. You never know what this guy's. He's the biggest loose cannon I've ever met, and that makes him more entertaining than you can possibly believe on stage. Put your hands together, everybody! It's the amazing Chris Duncan. Yeah. I would have sex with Pam on stage in front of all you guys. I don't care. I don't. I don't care who you are. No, I don't. That's okay if you don't give a shit about me. I don't care, man. Yeah. I really don't care. I'm not going to fuck her. (laughs) He actually thinks that I'm going to fuck her. I'm not. Pam, we're not. We went there before. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I touched your boob and it was weird. I don't do regular comedy. Um, I hate writing. I just gave blood today. It's a proof. Yeah, like she was. Uh, she was a Muslim phlebotomist, and I don't think she really knew what she was doing because, like, I felt some pain and some tinge in my arm that I never felt before while getting checked for STDs. That's the best way to get tested for STDs, give blood, like use the corporation's greed for your literal body fluid to know if you can still continue to go on having sex with random strangers when you ask them, are you good? I 
I have a feeling that I might have happened to me what happened to Cosby if I get famous from all the women that I've had sex with. And there isn't no bit to that. There's no like, well, I did this and Cosby did that. It's just like, no, like I fucking had sex with a lot of girls and they're going to find something to complain about in the future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like all those women, they like drugs, you know, like it was the drug culture. Don't fucking get San Francisco on me in the back. Whoa, no, you advantage of women. No, everybody was taking fucking lewds and cludes and blues. Those girls just took the fucking lewds and cludes with the rapist, that's all. <laughs> I can say that. Look at that. I can say that. <laughs> For everybody at home, I just put my vaporizer in the mic holder, and that's just perfect fit. Now, like, like I was never a rapist. Like, I never thought that it was like okay. Like, I've all, I was raised from like a good family, and and I just liked having sex because I'm an Adonis, so I just wanted to give girls my fucking special gift of uh, oral pleasure. I just got done reliving my own little version of uh, Pulp Fiction and Bruce Willis and that little French character. <laughs> I was dating this Israeli girl, and uh, I don't think I'm going to be dating any other women from other countries because, like, I'm I'm proud to be an American, but not in the Jeff Foxworthy sense. Like, I'm I'm proud to just like understand how everything works in this country. Like you got you have to be real, right? So she wanted me to do some low grade money laundering and I wasn't into that and and uh she was Jewish and her brother had a successful company and was going through a divorce and so he wanted to like try to like subvert some of his funds and try to pay her so they wanted me to be like a fake employee of the company. And I was like, no, because that's conspiracy, and then that's felony, and then it's going to fuck up my whole financial future. I was like, no. And then she tried to tell me that she would never do anything to hurt me, and I'm like, well, what about that low-grade laundering money that you want me to do? And uh, and she didn't want to do anal, so that was that was the other side. I'm like... And she did coke in front of me one time. Like, this is a word to the wise. Any girls in here, like, if you have the fucking ovaries to do coke, you better have the fucking guts to do anal. Like, because don't fucking do coke and then be like, oh, I don't do anal. I've seen, like, tons of little faggots that I know do anal. I don't care how little you are, like, you can do this. You can fit this in you. Like, I want to do this. So she didn't want to do that. And then she made me get on Yelp for my business, and then I got a shitty review on Yelp because I drive like a fucking maniac. My car's all stickered up with my business. I'm a bike mechanic, and so... Like, this guy posted this comment, and he said, this person's a danger to society. He almost killed me and my family. He races around in his car, and big thumbs down from me. 
And I was just like, oh, my God, I've never wanted to fucking kill someone because like this is my business. So it's like you're going at me. And then like I had to get at Yelp and tell them that this was a non-business thing. And then they deleted it. But then she was putting pressure for me to get on Yelp for my business. And so I thought I got on Yelp and I succumbed to her. So the next thing that's coming is going to be a fucking kid, you know. It goes low-grade money laundering, ruining your business on Yelp, and then having a child with this person. I don't want all those fucking things to happen. So I got away. But it's really weird when you're single because basically you're depressed in a relationship, right? And then out of the relationship, you're just trying to fucking not get AIDS or hepatitis. Like You're like relationship, frustration, depression, or risking getting a disease. Because it's like, it's impossible. Like, how many people here have unprotected sex every now and again? How many people are proud of it? Sometimes, like, I wonder if my numbers are skewed. Like, if, if, if I really am that crazy... And I've and I've fucked that much, and then just like everybody else in here, just literally only has sex with five people their whole life. Like I don't know, cause like I've had sex with hundreds of women. I mean, I've had sex with some terriers and some pugs, and <laughs> like a pug is like, it's like a like a like it's like a fat girl that looks like a dwarf that you meet on Tinder, and she's a pug. Like a, a a terrier is it's like a, a a ratty ugly Jewish girl, like the fucking uh, the next levels of it all are just like you know you're trying to get to the sixes and the fives and everything. I feel like I'm in an art exhibit and I'm touching the art and I'm allowed to, like. I used to go to the MoMA before they remodeled it, and, I, and my favorite thing to do was like expand my art knowledge by asking everybody inside there, like, do you really think this is art? <laughs> do you really think that that, do you think that they think that that's art? And like the thing I always loved about art is like being a comic, people think you go on stage and you're just being indignant and uh, totalitarian about your own views of the world. And they're like, that's horrible. That's, I'm not going to get behind that, you know, but like, don't fuck with the arts and, you know, someone's literal interpretation of a pubic hair on a white background. <laughs> like, don't get in the middle of that, you know, don't, don't talk about that. Uh, performing's really fun when when like you realize that the most important thing that we're here to do is is we're we're here to be authentic and so now in the world like nothing is really authentic anymore like everything is is all controlled and and uh like on we're on camera all the time and you know, we can't even live off the grid without being on the Google Maps satellite. Like, I feel so bad for those people that finally put together the life to live out in the woods and then they're still on camera. <laughs> like, like, how much of a fucking bummer is that? Like, you finally get out in the woods with your chickens and your whatever and it's like the government's still watching. I mean, like, so the only thing, the only bastion that's left for us is like the freedom that we can find in ourselves before the microchip. After the microchip, I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> I really don't know what we're gonna do, but um, my favorite serial killer was always Bundy. 
I feel like Bundy was like a a superhero for misogynists. Like I could just see like a poster of him in the superhero costume with a bunch of like dead girls decapitated heads around him and just like you know, I could it's Halloween joke everybody. It's Halloween joke. He was a bad man. I bet you uh, Bundy actually felt bad after killing people sometimes. Like, do you ever think he experienced just like normal depression for his murders? He'd be like, oh, I feel so bad for two days and then go back. Sometimes when I see dead people chopped up in uh, media or whatever, like it's like I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not a murderer. Definitely not. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to people. Um, hi right now. I just started getting high again about three months ago. I was sober for four years because I'm I'm not drinking alcohol this time though. Like I'm from Florida, so like I can only my culture is only well, if you're gonna be drinking and you're gonna be smoking, why don't you put them both together? Why not? And so I always used to combine and get the crossfade and like and my game was always like how can I not get arrested? Like that was always, but like, I don't mean in the sense of where I'm okay with getting arrested. I always had a lot of fear of getting arrested. And so like back to like all those girls that I fucked, right? So the thing is like, I've done like, okay, all the guys that get pegged for rape and shit, like, like the, like the collegiate Ivy league mentality of like, yeah, that's right. I fucked you. That's right. That's all it was. And then they leave, and I think about those guys, I'm like, you're so stupid. Like, you have to actually think about the upkeep towards, you know, a girl that you fuck. Like, you have to, be, you have to like, let her know that it's okay. And I'm, and I'm, like, finding that that process is just starting to take longer the more that I know our freedoms are getting taken away. It's like, I've been in an emotional cuckold with this 23-year-old that I fucked five times one night for the last three weeks because I've had some like wild text message change that I sent her and, and I'm just like, I really need to know that I'm cool with this girl so if I get famous, these text messages don't get out. Like I have to have that wink and the nod and the knowledge that she's not gonna try and ruin me. But then I also think like in the universal uh, sense of, of like dealing with fame and everything, it's like I'm sure all the people over the years have had that have been famous have had certain things they've had to deal with. It's like, Everybody has their own challenges, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. My challenges are not going to jail again. I mean, I just, I'm just trying, uh, I don't know, it's just fearful. But then, like, also, like, separating myself from reality and, like, my mom's expectations. It's like, I feel so bad for my mom. I'm all she has. I'm all she's I'm all she's got left. Oh man. So I don't want to um I don't want to look at you all because I want to pretend that I'm performing in front of thousands. Uh, I just want I just want the feeling of that. It's so hard like doing comedy like in these settings when you're as talented as me because it's like y'all are cool and you're here and you're warm San Francisco, but it's it's um it's tough because it's like I know that Uncapable is so much more. 
but like it it's it's cool i mean it's cool like i'll take it you know i'll take it i'll take what i can get i never seen myself as a comedian i don't i don't like comedians i have some friends who are comics but for the most part it's like i've already done something with my life like i was a professional bmxer i'm one of the best bmxers in the world i was in the x games and i was on tv for a long time and you know when it comes down to it i don't care what happens in comedy like i am like really pure like the way that i am like this is this is really real like i like i'm not trying to to get any like prescribed success i'm just going with the flow you know i'm going with the flow and we'll see like how i can be encapsulated you know Let's see who will let's see who will get behind me, you know. <laughs> I just started listening to Black Sabbath and <laughs> and the interesting thing about like Black Sabbath is that like everybody thought that like Ozzy was like the Prince of Darkness and all this shit, but if you think about it in terms of years Black Sabbath released volume four in 1973. And then if you go back 10 years, we got 63. And then you go back another 10 years, we got 53. So we got Ozzy being born around like the end of the 40s in England. And just recently, they just found that a uh, home uh, for pregnant women in Ireland in the 40s, like women would get pregnant in Ireland and then the Catholic Church would send them into this home they found like 400 dead skeletons of children in the sewer and so all that darkness that Ozzy's talking about is basically the truth of the matter towards the hypocrisy of religion and how dark like everything is you know and I always watch people try to be the best that they can be or like you said that only psychopaths would like me and stuff but it's like I'm sure when you're home alone you have some really fucking dark and twisted fucking thoughts, you know? <laughs> like we all do, you know? We all have those really fucking crazy thoughts. Like we've all wanted to fucking kill. I mean, we're all we're all being censored by each other. And I mean, there's a camera on me right now in the back. I'm looking at it, you know? It used to just be you know, microphone, place, people, no recording device. I mean, the recording devices used to be, like, gigantic. So for people to record something in the 70s, you know, so I can only imagine the type of shit that other comedians have said over the years that it were never documented, you know. I don't know why people that are suicidal don't just become race car drivers. I was thinking about that when I drive around crazy getting a uh, getting a bad Yelp review. Um, I was off of Sunset Boulevard the other day and there was this hardcore butch dyke talking to her friend about cute bed sheets and I had a cigarette in my mouth. She goes, these bed sheets are really cute and I tapped her for the irony and I said, do you happen to have a cute lighter for my cigarette? <laughs> I find that hilarious.
Duggan, all the way from L.A., doing post-alt performance art comedy. It's post-postmodern comedy. Hey, guys, it's our headliner right now. You guys should all come in for your headliner. The headliner should come in for the headliner. Oh, he's already in here because he's being a good... Yeah, he is. Uh, sweet. Hey, uh, you guys, this is a very, very funny man. I am so excited every time he decides to perform here and is willing and able with his crazy time schedule. Performing all over San Francisco and the Bay Area and beyond. You guys, I, I really wish... It's... it's You guys, it's... Get it all in here. Anyways, clap wildly. It's twat. My Thank you, Pam. Uh, one more time for Pam. Sadly, she was raped by a football team today. They won the North Coast Section Championships. The T-Wolves, hello folks. Um, happy Halloween. It's not Halloween yet, but you know how people are in San Francisco. They have no patience. They have no patience. They eat candy before it's Halloween. It's my, my dad bought a bag of Halloween candy, and I opened it, and he was going to say something, but he stopped himself from saying something because I'm 34 years old. And... And now I'm responsible for giving candy away tomorrow. I can't go anywhere. I'm going to turn the lights off. We got a gate right in front of our house, and I'm going to turn the lights off. And I know, boo, I know, I know. My dad, my dad's a, he's a hard man. And thanks for taking the $5 bills. Thank you. All right. Um, I was talking about my dad, and my dad always told me that what he hated the most were landmines. Because they would ruin the one thing he loved doing the most, which was walking around. He said, if you sleepwalk, if you sleepwalk in Vietnam, you got to chain yourself up. All right, because you don't want to go like, foraging through the forest and wake up with a, with a one-legged body. <laughs> he said, many a people wake up with a one-legged body and they scream and nobody comes for like 12 hours because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> My daddy always told me that death is coming for us all, all of us, yeah, but <laughs> But if you could choose your death, you should choose your death. I choose to be put in the guillotine, but face up, because I don't like surprises. Because <laughs> you don't want to be down there. I don't want to be down there and be like, uh, excuse me, uh, you know, if I have a heart attack, it would rob you of my punishment. <laughs> I want lobster. That's my Hitler voice. <laughs> I didn't know I had a Hitler voice until somebody pointed it out that I have a Hitler voice. But um, I'm pretty high. I, I, I took a, see, you know what? I, I said that because you weren't paying attention and I thought maybe saying hi would get her attention, you know? Yeah, you seem like you smoke weed. Are you a, are you a pothead? 
Yeah, are you a pothead? Oh, you're Native American. So you're like a peyote head. Oh, yeah. How is it? I never tried peyote. Really? We should do it together. We should do it together and watch comets enter the atmosphere. <laughs> and when one does, I'm like, look at that, and I'll, I'll kiss you. And then you go, oh, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and I'll throw a rock and they'll say, what's that? <laughs> and then you'll be distracted and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I distracted her. And that's what we would do for the next 20 years. <laughs> I know. And people will be like, well, you have any dating advice? I'm like, yeah, just distract them. <laughs> yeah, just learn how to throw shit very far. <laughs> and comment on it. That sounded like a banana. <laughs> well, that was kind of a, a, a weird digression. I, I was looking at these uh, lights, and I thought if, uh, if I was ever going to hang myself, I would do it with Christmas lights. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't want my kid to find me all dark and shit, you know? <laughs> you know? You know? You know? It wouldn't be messed up though, like like if like halfway through your death you saw one of those bulbs went off, and you go, oh, I gotta reach land so I can change it, you know. But I did not leave a helmet underneath me. <laughs> yeah, I had a helmet growing up. Yeah, I did. I did. It's weird. It's weird. Um, I am your headliner, and you you all paid either zero through five dollars to see me. All right. Who here pay five bucks? Who, honest? Oh, answer it. Oh, okay. That's very, it's very obedient of you. <laughs> you can be vice president. <laughs> yes, yes. You will assign people to wear masks like Dewat Mai and then scatter them all over the market. <laughs> Dewat Mai is buying crabs today. If you want to kill him, you can shoot him there. <laughs> um, anyways, it's weird because, you know, I came here, you know, I was looking for parking for uh, a long time, and uh, I got so frustrated that I didn't care if I hit people. <laughs> the, more, the more I got into it, the more I, I had to roll down my window and go, sorry, I didn't see you. But um, I got jokes. I wrote, I wrote a couple of jokes today. Um, you guys want to hear it? Yeah. All right. It's, it's stupid jokes. It's stupid jokes. Um, I like Halloween. I like Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Uh, I think this time of year is, is pretty good because we started off dressing like, up like animals, and then we, and then we ended up like acting like animals. And then we, in between, we eat like animals. <laughs> We're animals. And this is where I do an animal act out. But uh, if you guys didn't pay me, so I don't do act outs. <laughs> if I do not get paid, I don't, I don't do act outs. I hate, I hate to be a stickler about it, but that's just the way it goes. Right, Pam? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I, I ran out of things that I want to talk about. Uh, why don't you guys give me uh, topics to talk about, and then I'll talk about them because that's the only way I would want to talk about them. 
I already talked about Halloween. What's up? But you can't talk and leave. Okay, you can't do that. Sports games? Board games. I don't think anybody here wants me to talk about board games. Talk about the racist I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I want to talk about my jokes. I wrote jokes today. Oh, talk about me. All right. You know what? That, that is a very interesting topic. <laughs> you know, I find it the most interesting <laughs> to talk about myself. All right. I grew up in an elementary school that got shot up by a guy with an AK-47. Really? Wow. Stockton, California, 1989. Oh. I'm lying. Oh. But I'm telling oh. the truth. Hey. Hey, actually, it's the truth. It is the truth. It is, it is, it is. Five people died, but I don't know them, so it was a happy ending. Uh, kinder, where was I? I was inside the class arguing with my teacher. That's what I do the best. I go, why can't I throw these darts? I kept throwing darts. Then she got tired of me, and she told me and my friend to go outside. And as soon as we went outside, the firecrackers started popping up. But then people started falling down, and you go, well, that's not firecrackers. You go, people, people like have fun when firecrackers go off, but when guns go off, people die. Five people died, 32 people injured. This really fat teacher went outside, and she got shot in the leg. Yeah, she was huge. And I, when I saw that, as a second grader, I thought, no wonder she got shot. Because... <laughs> She didn't run fast enough, you know? <laughs> she was also the teacher who came and got us when lightning was striking. But she didn't get struck by lightning. But she did get struck down by AK-47. Oh, no. Yeah. This is true. You can, you can, he was, he was a crate, he was a crazy dude who was a welder, but he was kind of retarded. And like, and like other people were better welders. And so he shot him because he wanted to be a welder or something like that. Yeah, it was weird. I know, he's a welder, that's, that's his dream. It's like he wants to connect metal with metal and he couldn't do that because we were better than them at it. <laughs> it was weird, it was weird. Oh, you know, you laugh at people's pain, you know, like. <laughs> it is funny, it is funny. Where are you from? You must be from the East Bay if you're laughing at people's pain. Oh, East, 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 East Bay. Oh, I know, I know. For, yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty good. Do you know uh, the UFC fighter out there? No. Well, you said yeah. Oh, somebody's phone's going off while we were talking, you know? Okay. We, we should talk more. Yeah. We should talk. Oh, you know what? You know exactly where to go. <laughs> My father is an asshole. My father is a big asshole. My mother kept telling me that. Uh, but my mother's a bitch, and so I grew up with an asshole and a bitch. Bitches lie and assholes are mean, right? Bitches lie all the time, right? They fucking lie, because that's the only power they have when an asshole is being an asshole, right? Like when a male is a total asshole, the only power a bitch has is to lie, and that's what my mom did. Because my dad was an asshole, and so... If, if you're hanging out with an asshole, your only power is to lie. That's the only out. You have to lie. That's the only power you have. What if she was a bitch because he was a liar? 
well, she was a bitch because he was a liar? No, he was a very honest man. <laughs> he's honest. He's honest, but he's, he's overpowering. And he, you know, but she lies, and he, he is, uh, he's an asshole. Well, what, who came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> How do I know? You know what? And then afterwards, <laughs> uh, yeah, Vietnamese people are are chickens. You know, I don't know. We're we're feisty people. You know, we have napalm in our bloodstream. I know it flares up, and then we die at 65. <laughs> right, right before we get our pension, but. Uh, yeah, you know what you you know you know exactly what a, what the subject is to talk about. I never knew that. I've, I'm so oblivious to subjects. But you you like talking about your dad and it was interesting. Give me another subject. Assholes. Assholes burn when you eat chilies. <laughs> and my aunt died of colon cancer. <laughs> she couldn't get a. She was so bored with eating that she had to flare up every time she had a meal. <laughs> eating was so boring to her that she had to take a pepper and then she died at 59, you know? So don't get, I think a lot of death dies from like being bored with eating, right? Yeah. And then her husband divorced her right afterwards and married a hot chick. Oh. I know, I know. But he only, he could only, he was only, he was only able to marry the hot chick because he had the money from the dead wife to get the hot chick. So he knew the stages that he had to go through, you know? He played Mario Brothers very well, and he, he understood you gotta go through the pipes to get to level three. He was a nice man, though. He was a very nice man. Uh, I, I think that a lot of you guys have been listening to me, and uh, I've been liking it, you know, it's cool. But uh, I, I must, I must leave you soon and go to other shows where, where people will give me head. <laughs> Not like this show where you just hang out and hope for a head, <laughs> you know? But in other shows, you actually get it. And so, you know, you gotta go where Uber takes you, you know? <laughs> When Uber stops and goes, where are you going? Well, I'm going to get some head. Do you want to go? <laughs> I, you know what? I lied. I don't know if I'm going to get head or not. It's a mystery. And that's what's exciting about tonight. <laughs> you never know what kind of head you're going to get. I'm, I'm hoping for a pumpkin head. An ugly, an ugly pumpkin head. You know? But thanks for listening. Um, I drink if you want to buy me a drink. I smoke if you want to buy me a smoke. I snort if you uh, want to buy me coke, and I stay up all night if you want to buy me meth. <laughs> and what other drugs? Acid. Oh, yeah, I like to look at paintings if you want to buy me acid. You know? <laughs> These paintings would be worth so much if everybody was on acid. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for coming. Uh, Pam, thank you for having me. You're the best. Twat my everyone. You guys, that has been Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse this day before Halloween. I am dressed as a girl who's been, cheerleader who's been raped by the entire football team. It's a post-post feminist statement on rape. 
And uh, I'm such a sexy cheerleader that I got fucked by everybody. You know, it's like that's exactly how it works. Thank you to Kevin Whittinghill, Chris Berlick, Dro, Joey Avery, Chris Duncan, and 